Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Orange and the Green podcast. I am Matt Sulcum here and yesterday we talked a little bit about college football. Um, we talked a little bit about Syracuse and the bowl games and the Army-Navy and the Heisman Trophy and all of that. Today we're going to focus a little bit more on Oswego State Athletics. If you want to check out that last podcast, it is available on iTunes. Check it out. Look, search for the orange and the green on iTunes, and you can subscribe to that podcast and listen to all previous and past episodes at your own convenience. So please, I highly encourage you to do that. But anyway, let's talk a little bit more about Oswego State men's hockey, who, as I mentioned uh, in another episode before, they had a little bit of a disappointing stretch. And last weekend, they played their last <coughs> three games. <coughs> uh, last two games, excuse me, on the schedule. And um, it was a quote-unquote half and a half. They had a, they had a good game. Uh, and then they didn't really play as well. So let's take a look. Uh, it was last weekend, Friday, the 9th and the 10th. On Friday, they traveled to Fredonia to take on the Blue Devils in that game. So we look at the box score for that. Oswego, you know, sort of struggled in this one. I mean, it was on the road. It's a tough place to play at Fredonia. It really is a tough place. Um, and uh, you know, in this particular game, it was tight in the first period. Nobody scored. In the second period, Fredoni got the first two goals of the second period as Ryan Dunn and Todd Schaus got goals. But those would be the only two goals Fredonia would score. Later in the second period, uh, 17 seconds apart, towards the last 40 seconds. Swigo scored two, just seven seconds, 17 seconds apart. Sean Holshoff with an assist from Sean Federal, one goal, and then Kenny Neal had an unassisted goal to tie it up at two before the end of the third. Oswego would add two more in the third, both scored by Matt Galati with assists to Federal on the first goal and Hurley Heat and Barton on the second goal. In terms of power plays, Oswego went 0 for 2. Fredonia went 0 for 5. Oswego committed a ton of penalties that night. Um, actually, Fredonia committed three penalties. Um, these are and these were a lot rough. I mean, you know, a lot of penalties. I mean, a couple trippings, slashing, a couple boardings, a high stick, a roughing call, plus two checkings from behind. Um... And uh, it wasn't pretty at all. So, Lakers, you know, they played a tough game. And then you look at the individual stats, goalkeeping-wise. Um, as I pull these up here, who was in goal that night? It was uh, Zawatsky. He played all 60 minutes, allowed two goals. 27 saves total, not bad, including 11 in the third period. Not bad. Eric Bogart got the loss. He allowed all four goals. He had 29 saves, so 
not that from there, but you know, again, it was a sign of things to come. Oswego had to come back, and it felt like, you know, that this would be, you know, beginning of something, and it would lead to Oswego State's first loss the following night as they traveled to Buff State last Saturday, and Buff State is a really good team. Now, despite the fact that they got three losses already overall and then two in the conference, they really made a statement on their home ice. And usually Buff State does well on their home ice, and this was no different here. Um, it was two. It was tight at the end of the first period. It was 2-1. But then only held Oswego to that one goal the rest of the night. They scored one in the second and then two in the third to close out a 5-1 win. The only goal scored by Oswego was by Alex Botten off the power play. Four power play goals were scored, three of which by Buff State. We had talked about this. I, I mean, I had talked about this, and we had talked about this at WNYO at the beginning of the year. If Oswego commits a lot of penalties, it just gives opponents more opportunities to score goals. This is a prime example of that. Oswego committed a ton as Buff State converted three Count them three power play goals off six chances. That's 50%. Swigo went one for three. And some of these penalties committed by the Lakers were pretty silly. A holding call uh, on Christopher Braun. A kneeing call on Mitch Emerson in the first period. Again, Christopher Braun with a hold. Mitchell Hurley with a trip. Water Street with a trip, Holshoff with a hooking, and then also Holshoff hitting after the whistle at 10:01. So Holshoff really had a frustrating day on Saturday night, and you know, again, Galati and Johnson got two assists off the, each got an assist off the bottom goal, but Anthony Beaumont had two goals for the Bengals that night. And again, it was just not Oswego's night. Um, we'll talk a little bit more, you know, later on. We'll talk a little bit more about the first half and the second half later. But I want to focus now a little bit on the Suniac standings. As I pull them off, the reason why I'm pulling them up right now is because really... This first loss does not hurt Oswego in terms of conference standings. It really doesn't. Because if you take a look, nobody, I think, is playing hockey this weekend. I think everybody's good. If you look at the standings right now, Oswego is still in first place in dominating fashion. I mean, think about it. Five points separate them from the Bengals of Buff State. Five points, even with Buff State's win Saturday. Doesn't hurt them. Doesn't hurt the Lakers at all. 10-1, 8-1 conference play, 16 points. That's pretty good. I like it. Buff State's at second. 9-3-1-5-2-1, 11 points. Could they make a run? Absolutely. Geneseo is in a close third, only one point behind Buff State. It's going to be a battle between those two teams. The Bengals and the Ice Knights for who gets the second top seed and who gets that first round bye in the Suniac tournament. 
Um, so it'll be interesting when these two teams play each other second half of the season. Fredonia is in fourth. Not bad of a year for Fredonia. Well, here's the thing. Only three teams have winning records in conference play. Well, I take that back. Four. Four have winning records in conference play. Look at Fredonia. They have nine points. Their conference record's four, five, and one. That tie has helped them up, put them in the fourth place right now. Um, Brockport is in fifth right now with eight. Five, six, and one, four, and five in conference play. Cortland is in sixth. There's your six teams that make the playoff. If the season ended today, those would be your six teams. Oswego Buff State would have the top two seeds. They would get the first round by. Geneseo would host Cortland, and Fredonia would host Brockport. That is if the season ended today. These are the three teams that won't make the playoffs if the season ended today. Plattsburgh is in seventh right now. Two points behind Cortland. Five, five, three, and four. They're having a hard year. Everybody was thinking it would be Oswego, Plattsburgh, and Geneseo up top. Not this year. No. At least so far, not that I've known. Plattsburgh could make a recovery. Don't get me wrong. They could. Morrisville is in eighth right now with three points, and also Potsdam is tied for eighth place as well with three points. <clears throat> um, but they've played one more conference game and one less overall. So, you know, again, you know, Plattsburgh sits right now, if you look at the case of overall records, one, two, three, four, five teams are at either at 500 or over 500 in the SUNYAC. The remaining four are under. And an under overall record right now, 4-6-1 and one is Fredonia, and they're in fourth place right now. So, again, does this Oswego State loss to the Bengals hurt? It does a little bit because now they won't go into the second half of their season unbeaten. But then again, does it really hurt the SUNYAC standings? Absolutely not. Oswego did had a heck of a run this first half of the season. Winning their first 10 games, winning their first eight in conference play, yes, a loss to Buff State hurts, but if you think about it, these two teams will meet again towards the tail end of the season, and it could mean... <coughs> excuse me, that meaning could end up becoming the battle for first place in the SUNYAC. And who knows, these two teams could meet for the SUNYAC title. It, you know, again, does it hurt? No. I mean, it, it doesn't hurt in terms of the standings, but it does hurt in terms of pride because now you're going into the second half of the season with a loss under your belt. Now they're pretty, they're pretty much now not the only unbeaten team. Now we got to take a look at the D3 hockey rankings after this week. And hopefully they'll have them out. Yep, they do. So top 15 as of December 12th, which would happen to be Monday, Oswego State is still number one. I am not surprised. People were thinking, oh, we lost. We're now no longer number one. Oswego is still number one. Granted, 
like I said, this doesn't hurt in terms of SUNYAC. It also doesn't hurt in terms of national rankings. Because if you look at the top five right now, yeah, they got less first place votes. They only got nine. Whoop-de-doo. They got nine first place votes. St. Norbert, who's at number two, got six. And Wisconsin Stevens Point got three. And got four, excuse me. They're third. Norwich, by the way, is fifth. They got one. Adrian did not get a first place vote. I'm a little bit surprised at that. But then you look at the rankings. Look at the rankings. Oswego still doesn't have a tie under their belt. Every other team in the top 15 right now has at least one tie. Oswego is the only team that doesn't have a tie right now. Nobody is unbeaten now. There are no more unbeatens in Division Three hockey. There's no more. But now we start talking in terms of ties. And as much as I say, let's get rid of the tie, in this particular case, I actually favor the tie. Because Oswego right now doesn't have any whereas the remaining 14 teams have at least one. So Oswego right now at number one, sitting at 10-1 in the air. St. Norbert, 10-2-1. They're not that far behind. 9-2-2 is Wisconsin Stevens Point. 8-2-2 is Adrian. 10-1-1 is Norwich, a team that they might face up in Northfield. The Lakers do. That should be a good matchup, one versus five. I'm hoping that's the case for the title game in that tournament on December 31st. That should be a good one. Wisconsin-Eau Claire, an opponent Oswego will face is 9-1-3 in the Pathfinder Bank Tournament. They're number 6. Geneseo, 9-2-1 is 7th. Hobart, 8th at 7-2-3. Hamilton, I okay, I take that back. There is one team that doesn't have a loss. It's Hamilton, but they also have two ties, 6-0-2. They've only played eight games. Again, so there's still one unbeaten team left, but again, it's there's no more pure unbeatens. Buff State at 10th, 9-3-1. They really hold true. Even with the win over Oswego, they're still at 10th place. They didn't move. In fact, Hamilton, who was 11th last week, moved up two spots. They've, in fact, jumped over Buff State. I'm surprised. I, I really am. I think it's because Buff State's got three losses. And Hamilton hasn't had any. Yet. Um, Augsburg at... at 11th is 8-2-1. UMass Boston, 6-3-2. Trinity, 5-3-1. They were out of the polls for a while. They were out of the polls for the last two weeks. They come back at 13th. St. Thomas, 6-3-3 is 14th. They're up a spot. And Newman, who is unranked, is 8-3-1. They were unranked last week. They're now in at 15th. Utica dropped out. They were 12th. Kobe was 13th last week. They dropped out. But Tufts received votes, Colby received votes, Endicott, Utica each received 11 votes, New England College, Concordia, Moorhead, Nichols, and Wesleyan were the other teams that received notes. So that is the D3 Hockey Top 15. That's pretty much like what we call the coaches poll. So let's look at the USCHO Division Three poll, and Oswego is still number one. They got 12 first place votes. St. Norbert, who is number two, got five. Wisconsin Stevens points three. Adrian Norwich round out the top five. Wisconsin, Eau Claire, Geneseo, Hobart, Buff State, Augs, Buff State is nine. Augsburg is ten. That rounds out the top ten. And their bottom five: Hamilton, Massachusetts, Boston, Newman, Colby, and St. Thomas. 
Some other teams receiving votes, Utica, Salve, Regina, Endicott, Nichols, Concordia, Minnesota, New England College, Tufts, Trinity, and Skidmore. So again, does this loss hurt but, uh, Oswego? No, it does not. It doesn't hurt in the SUNYAC standings. It doesn't hurt in the uh, in the poll in both polls. Still first place. It does hurt a little bit in the coaches poll, but it really didn't hurt in the in the media poll, USCHO poll. Twelve first place votes out of twenty. That's still sixty percent. That's not bad. And again, like the previous one, they are the only team without a tie in in the top 15. So again, people are saying, oh, let's panic right now. No, let's not panic. Oswego is still playing great hockey. And I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people that are saying, especially down at WNYO and at WTOP, also in, on the Oswegonian who cover this who cover the men's team, they're pretty much saying, no, let's not panic. No. And, and and I'm in agreement with them. Because, again, this team has done so much early. They've won so many games early on that they pretty are still the legit number one, even with a loss. Now, if they lose to an unranked opponent between now and the end of the season, then I'd say there might be some cause to worry. But... As of right now, this team is playing like they deserve to be the number one. Now, again, it's still early. Don't get me wrong. we still got a whole half of hockey to play. But again, I'm really not too concerned. I mean, Buff State is a pretty good team. And they seem to play really well at home. They seem to struggle a little bit on the road. Second half of the schedule for Buff State will probably feature a lot of road contests, so they won't be playing as many games on the road, and especially in the rematch towards the end of the season with Oswego, which should be a fun one. That should determine who gets first place in the SUNYAC. I mean, that alone should be a good one. And again, these two teams might meet again in the SUNYAC final, if things turn out that way. So, let's look at now. Let's look at the schedule for the second half of the season. I've mentioned this plenty of times before. They'll get to go to Northfield, Vermont on the 30th and the 31st. I said this earlier. They'll take on Williams on Friday. That should be a win. Then they go up against either Norwich or Nazareth, depending upon uh, whether they win or not against Williams. If they win, they'll probably play Norwich. If they lose, they'll probably take on Nazareth. I don't see us we go losing to Williams. I honestly don't. Of course, it'll be their first game played. I mean, they'll, you know, they'll have to play, you know, today's the 14th, they'll play in 16 days. So they really don't have a lot of time to spend Christmas with their families because as soon as Christmas is done, Christmas this year is on a Sunday, they got to go right back to Oswego. They'll probably practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then take the bus up to Northfield for their 4 o'clock matchup on the 30th. I think that'll be the first game. That should be the first game because usually the home team plays second, and in this case the home team is Norwich. So that should be the first game. But after that tournament, they'll come back home. They'll have their own, the Pathfinder Bank of Swigo State Hockey Classic. They'll take on Wisconsin-Eau Claire, a team, as I mentioned, is just barely missing out on the top five right now. They're playing really good hockey. 
I still think they're sort of like the weaker of the vast majority of the Wisconsin teams up there, but they're still pretty good. I mean, all Wisconsin teams up there, no matter who you play, whether it's Stevens Point, whether it's Eau Claire, whether it's, there's one more, I think, up there, um, they're all pretty good. So that should be an interesting one there. That game will be at 7. Then on January 7th, they'll take on either Curry or Utica, depending, again, whether or not they win or lose. So this is the year that Oswego plays the, the Western team first. So... Then they'll close out the non-conference bit of winter break of the interlude with Nazareth, that game on the road on Friday the 13th. Then they resume Suniac play. On the 20th against Brockport, then they're at Geneseo on the 21st, home against Cortland the 27th, and home against Potsdam and Plattsburgh, wideout weekend, still going to be big. Regardless how both teams are doing, that is still going to be a big weekend. Doesn't matter doesn't matter what their records are. It's still going to be a big weekend on those two days. Then they'll have their last two non-conference games of the season. Home against Canton on the 10th. Then at Canton on the 11th. And then home against Fredonia and Buff State uh, to close out the season on the 17th and 18th. Suniac tournament begins on the 22nd with the first round. I wouldn't worry about that too much. I think Oswego is pretty much safe right now in getting a first round bye. Uh... Again, they have to battle it out with Buff State, whether or not they get the top seed. And then the semifinals will be in the 25th, and then the Suniac final will be March 4th. The NCAA tournament begins March 11th. So as of right now, looking at the schedule, tough. it's going to be tough this weekend. They'll have to take on Norwich in Northfield, perhaps, and then they'll have to play Wisconsin-Eau Claire not even a week later. So that alone is the tough stretch. Games to keep an eye on during the second half. Uh, again, Potsdam Plattsburgh is wide out weekend. And then the tail end of the season, they close out the season against Buff State on senior night. A little bit of redemption might be in order that night. It'll be senior night. So and there's a lot of seniors on this year's team. You know, they weren't happy with how uh, they lost to Buff State this past weekend. Now they're gonna have to get their act together. This is a team can I can I see Oswego winning its remaining games of the season? No. I they might lose one or two. I think the one game they might lose would probably be to Norwich. Because Norwich is pretty good. You know, if they followed the same exact formula that Buff State did, force Oswego to commit too many penalties, then th- they're going to win. And not only that, they're playing on their home ice. That I think is the one setback right there. Anything else, I could see them beating Wisconsin-Eau Claire. I could see them beating Curry or Utica. I could see them beating Nazareth. And I could see them go unbeaten. And again, the big game, I think, is going to be Buff State on senior night. You know, everybody talks about Plattsburgh wideout weekend. We all know that's huge. But I think, to be quite honest, it's not going to... Technically, they should have moved wideout weekend to the end of the season. And, you know, a lot of Oswego people are saying, What? But here's why. Plattsburgh is not that having a good year. I think it would be it would make much more sense to have Whiteout Weekend at the end of the semester, you know, at the end of the season, than it is where it is right now. I mean, now granted, granted it's Plattsburgh, and it should always be against Plattsburgh. 
but the bigger the bigger game, I think, the second half of the season is the last one against Buff State senior night. I think that I th- I think we should hold out two whiteout weekend nights. Why not? I mean, you have the traditional one against Plattsburgh, and then you have one more whiteout weekend against Buff State tail end of the season. Why not? I think it'd be kind of cool. That's something to think about. I kind of like the idea. Let's see if we can do it. I don't know if it can or not, but you never know. But, you know, I, I keep saying this before, the future does look bright for Oswego the second half of the season, so I'm not too surprised. Again, this team has played way too well, and I just don't see them falling apart. Again, the only setback I see, probably if they play Norwich. That's going to be a tough one. It's going to be at home. Wisconsin-Eau Claire could also be tough as well because they're also within the top tier. They're within the top 10 as of now. That could change. But I, I don't think anybody is playing hockey this weekend at all. Then again, I could be wrong. But again, you have to... You know, If I'm a Swigo right now, don't let this Buff State loss affect you too much. You have a little bit of a break... Go, go home, celebrate Christmas with your family, then come right back and get back to work because the second half of the season starts a lot sooner than previously thought. It all start, uh, resumes again December 30th when they take on Williams College, so they better be ready at the Norwich Tournament. Well, that'll do it for this episode of The Orange and the Green. Um, I hope everyone has a great holiday, has a great Christmas. Um, safe travels, especially if the weather gets nasty like it's supposed to do tomorrow up here. Um, drive safe. Don't take a lot of chances. But also, take the time to celebrate Christmas with your family this year. And again, you know, if you're, if you're Jewish, happy Hanukkah to you as well. Um, if you also celebrate Kwanzaa, happy Kwanzaa to you. I don't know if it's, if it's is it happy Kwanzaa or merry Kwanzaa, I'm not sure. Um... But again, it's this is the most peaceful time of the year. Uh, we should we should celebrate this with dignity and respect. So, I want to wish you all a merry Christmas, um, and we'll see you again after Christmas. There'll be a, another episode coming up before they play Williams College on Friday, December thirtieth. Until next time, Oswego.